1: And it's a beautiful weekend here in New York. I hope you're all enjoying it. I'm looking out the tower of Madison Square Garden. We can actually see deer. from Not really, but uh, certainly there are plumes in the air. There's lots of pollen in the air. And uh, we're so happy to have uh, spring come. But you know what happens when spring comes. So does ultraviolet light. And I hope you're using your daytime. Yes, this is a show about your skin, about what you look like in the mirror, about... Uh, Oh, skincare, and about um, maybe a little bit about my product, not too much about that, but today today, we actually have a very big show planned for you. We're going to talk about breast implants and some new information about breast implants. It's America's favorite topic, of course. We are going to talk uh, to an orthopedic surgeon from the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, about ACL repairs. So if you're uh, in the market for one of those, stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit about body dysmorphic disorder. What is that? We're going to explain that, what it is, and we'll talk about that later in the show. How about the vampire facelift? Have you ever heard of that one? Does it work? Does it do anything, or is it just marketing? Well, we're going to talk about that also. And chin implants. I promised last week we'd talk about chin implants, and we did not get to it. Well, you can become part of the show by giving me a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. From anywhere in the continental United States, it is a free phone call. And if you do give us a call, we are going to send a bottle of Daytime your way. Daytime is an SPF 20 sunscreen. In fact, it's actually a 23 sunscreen. You know, I rounded down when we... Uh, when we uh, did the testing it tested out at a 23 a lot of you have asked me well don't you need a 30 well we're getting there it's a 23 and and for the most part that is good enough unless you're going to be sitting out on the beach and it's a little early for that or if you're going to be uh, playing tennis for 6 hours yeah, maybe a little bit uh, more a 25 or a 30 spf but the truth is my sunscreen which is daytime has uh, zinc oxide in it and zinc oxide has the broadest broadest spectrum of all the sunscreen ingredients it covers not only ultraviolet b but ultraviolet a which means it has a broad spectrum designation by the fda that means it covers a and b and uh, and i can tell you when you uh, when you rub it onto your face when you massage it in in the morning you will be protected all day long. Oh, the FDA tells me that I have to tell you you have to reapply it every two hours. But the truth is that is the direction for those clear sunscreens, you know, the chemical sunscreens. And they don't yet make a distinction between zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which are the physical sunscreens, which uh, the truth is uh, they don't degrade like those other chemicals. You see, the problem with the clear sunscreens, and there are lots of problems in my opinion, but the big problem, is that they're actually used up by the sun. They undergo a chemical reaction uh, when you're in the sun, and they get used up. And some of these are gone in 30 or 40 minutes, and you have to reapply. Zinc oxide does not get used up. It just acts like uh, your hand in front of your face. It, uh, It blocks the sun, blocks the ultraviolet light. And that's one of the reasons I consider it to be the best of all the sunscreens. And the other, of course, it doesn't get absorbed in your body, Many of you saw my my very controversial appearance on the Dr. Oz show a while back where I discussed how the chemical sunscreens are absorbed into your body and may actually contribute to breast cancer and I had uh, the endocrinologists in the United States support my thesis about that and uh, you know particularly if you're a woman particularly if uh, you're breastfeeding particularly if you are a little kid listening to this show I don't think a little kids listening to this show uh, but if you are, don't use those clear sunscreens. You'll want to use the zinc oxide-containing sunscreen. All right. Give us a call, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC, 9222, and you'll receive a bottle of My Daytime that, uh, that you know, we call it a clear sunscreen but uh, or a physical sunscreen, but it actually goes on clear, so you really won't see it. So many of you listened to me a few months back. As I told you about the uh, the Sientra breast implant story, there are three companies in the United States that make breast implants. One of those is Johnson & Johnson. They make the Mentor breast implants. One of those is Allergan, which is kind of the Botox company. We all know it through Botox. Uh, now I believe they're being bought by Pfizer. They're the second company. And the third company is Sientra. They're actually a Brazilian company, Uh, And they were the first company to get FDA approval to market those gummy bear implants in the United States. They were mired in a little bit of controversy uh, earlier this year and late last year. And for a short while, they took their implants off the market. Uh, There were questions about the the cleanliness, whether or not there are particles on their implants. Well, they resolved all their issues, and apparently there wasn't much to those issues because they're – back on the market and selling their implants. The big news is they uh, just uh, had a study published looking at their implants and their nine-year data. Now, they haven't been approved in the United States for nine years, but they've been around the world, and they've tested these implants now going on nine years. And this is real-world data, so this is not aging an implant in a laboratory. This is nine years in a human being. And they looked at these uh, implants. I have to tell you that I've used Sientra implants, and I'm very happy with them. I like them. I also like the Mentor implants. I, li- I use those also. And uh, and whether I use one or another, it's usually a very specific measurement that I'll be going for uh, as opposed to one being better than the other. But but here's the data that was just published with the Sientra company. So those of you who have said, well, I've got those Brazilian implants, and weren't they in trouble? It turns out they're pretty darn good. Um, the risk of hardening of the implants, that's called capsular contracture, that's the technical term uh, for those implants, was 12%. And that's what I've been telling patients for a long time now. And you say, 12%, that's over nine years. You might say, well, that's that's a lot. You know, unfortunately, uh, that's uh, pretty much the same as the mentor implants. They had 11%. The allergen implants at nine years came up with 17%. So the uh, the Cientra people uh, did pretty well with this one. They matched uh, pretty much uh, within the limits of error uh, of the mentor people, the Johnson & Johnson people. And I just want you to know I, I have no financial interest in any of these companies. I don't own stock. Actually, I have a little J&J stock, but uh, none of the other uh, companies. Uh, and um, I use the implants. I'm not a paid consultant to any of these companies i 'd like to be, but <laughs> that 's a different story anyway, all right, so we have the uh, the capsular contracture data, which is pretty good, uh, turns out now the rupture information you know when you get breast implants, when those of you women who are have implants in and have had them in for a long time, you know they 've been on the market since the early 1960s they 've gone through all sorts of changes. Uh, these are the gummy bear implants, and I can tell you they are much better now than those old silicone gel implants. Um, You know, the saline implants, they're good and they're safe, but the problem is they feel like a water balloon inside you, and they are the most likely to show rippling. So, um, you know, I am advising my patients to have these new gummy bear implants, although I'm also doing the saline implants in women who don't want to be bothered with having MRIs to look at the integrity of the implants, and that's what we're talking about now. Rupture is a known complication of breast implants. And, you know, people ask me, well, you know, you're, you're explaining all these risks with breast implants. You know, why are people having them? The satisfaction rate with breast implants is very high. Some of my happiest patients, they go from not having breasts, basically, you know, an A cup or less, to a big B or a small C. And I'm a great proponent of looking normal, looking natural, and not looking enormous. The bigger your implants, the more likely you are to have all sorts of issues with uh, aesthetic issues, that is. With implants drooping and showing ripples and things like that. You know, uh, I, there used to be a, a cartoon I saw years ago, and it was a, a woman uh, going up to the plastic surgeon saying, I want my implants big enough so people can tell can so I can tell patients. Oh my God! I really screwed that that joke up. So I could tell people to stop looking at my breasts, you know. And and I almost get patients like that. I'm not a good joke teller. My wife tells me all the time. But anyway, let's go on to the rupture rate. Nine percent with the Sientra implants. Nine point three with Allergan. And sorry, Johnson and Johnson, twenty four percent. That's that's pretty high. That's nine year data. Um, so. Uh, Not so good with that. Uh, 2% of the Sientra patients had visible wrinkling at nine years. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I can tell you with saline implants, it's probably 100%. Uh, But the advantage of saline implants, um, if they do rupture, you don't necessarily have to have those taken out. Uh, So that's a big uh, plus. And also with saline implants, I can put those in through a one-inch incision as opposed to all these gummy bear implants require something like a three-inch incision. Uh, so there's advantages and disadvantages to each implant, pluses and minuses. Uh, the consultation for a breast augmentation takes an hour. I meet twice, two full hours with my patients before surgery. It's the longest chapter in my book. If you don't have it, get it. It's still available on uh, Amazon.com, straight talk about cosmetic surgery. And it's quite up to date. It talks all about these uh, gummy bear implants and it has a long, uh, long section about the history of the implants and the risks and the benefits my name is dr arthur perry this is what's your wrinkle 800-848-9222 we'll be back after these words if you're over 30 and you really don't take care of your skin you're in for a big surprise wrinkles brown splotches and rough skin are just around the corner i'm plastic surgeon dr arthur perry and i've created a one-step solution called nighttime because i know that even celebrities won't stick to a complex program just massage in nighttime and you'll notice smoother skin by morning. Keep on using it and the appearance of wrinkles lessen. In a study, my skincare program reduced the appearance of wrinkles 21% in three months and the signs of aging were reduced by over 50% in six months. My skincare is real, it's honest, and it's simple. And right now, WABC listeners can save $15 on a bottle of nighttime. Use the 77 code on drperrys.com and nighttime is yours for $50 that's drperrys.com or call 844 Dr Perry that's 844 drperry
0: congratulations to all who took the balance of nature new year's challenge success stories are pouring in so many people have been helped through this incentive that i've asked balance of nature to continue this challenge for as long as possible
3: i'll tell you what this stuff is great i really i haven't gotten sick everybody around me is coming down with that laryngitis And it seems like it's all over the country. It's like a respiratory tract infection, and people lose Mm -hmm. their voice. Then it goes away, and then it comes back, like, two weeks later, and it's worse. I teach in a school. Half the teachers here, you know, are sick. You know, they're they're miserable. And uh, I haven't gotten sick, and I swear it's this stuff. It's, It's this fruits and veggies I'm taking.
2: Good health is just a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Call now and take the health challenge to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code
4: WABC.
1: What was my dream?
0: 200 pounds ago,
4: it was ditching my plus-size clothes.
1: Before I lost 115 pounds, it was flying coach, no seatbelt extension.
4: My dream 180 pounds ago
2: was playing outside with my kids. 155 pounds ago, my dream was to stop feeling invisible. Mine
1: was to be here for my family.
4: If reaching a healthy weight seems like a dream, the bariatric surgery program at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital can help you make it a reality. As a certified center of excellence in metabolic and bariatric surgery, we have the knowledge and experience to guide patients step by step through a weight loss program that has changed and saved lives. To sign up for one of our seminars and learn more about weight loss surgery, visit us at rwjuh.edu. That's rwjuh.edu
0: to what's What's your wrinkle wrinkle with
1: dr Dr. arthur perry what's What's your wrinkle back this is dr arthur perry this is what's your wrinkle right here on wabc and the phone number is 800-848-9222 800-848-9222 so uh you know that whole discussion about breast implants uh, they are the most common procedure in all of cosmetic surgery one of the more common procedures that I do with an enormous, enormously high satisfaction rate. So uh, the way we do these operations, by the way, it's as an outpatient now. You come in the same day. Uh, it's under general anesthesia usually. I think that's actually safer than uh, having it under sedation uh, because we don't have to numb you up near important nerves. Uh, a good uh, anesthetic by a board-certified anesthesiologist is safer than doing this under sedation. So we make an incision underneath the breast, and uh, for these new gummy bear implants, it's about a three-inch long incision. Uh, and it has to be because we can't push on the implants the way we used to. Turns out that's one of the reasons they used to rupture as uh, much as they did. So we're very gentle with these implants. We wash them now in uh, antibiotic solution and then uh, introduce them into what we call a pocket. And usually it's underneath the muscle, partly under the muscle. It's called a dual plane, complex uh, uh, thing. But what we do is we place the implant underneath the muscle, we sew things back, and voila. You go from an A cup to a C cup in about an hour and a half. Uh, That's a breast augmentation. Most people are back to work in just a few days. You don't want to drive for about a week after the procedure because it's uncomfortable. Yes, you'll be using something like uh, uh, a narcotic like codeine. Turns out uh, it's just fine to use Advil after these procedures. A publication just came out this week that showed there was not an increase in bleeding in uh, plastic surgical procedures when we use Advil. So that's good news. We can use Aleve, Advil, things like that, and avoid the need for codeine and, and drugs like that. Well, my next guest is an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, Dr. Charles Gatt is the chairman of orthopedic surgery at the Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School and at the uh, Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. He's with the University Orthopedic Associates in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Dr. Gatt, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for taking time. It's a real pleasure talking to you tonight, and thanks so much. I see you in the locker room all the time, but uh, we haven't had a chance to have uh, many discussions. But uh, tonight we're going to talk about ACL repair. So whether you're a a young athlete or one of us uh, older weekend warriors or even someone working out in the garden on the weekend, you're going to be interested in this topic, uh, knee injuries, uh, particularly these anterior cruciate ligament injuries, they're very common. They can sideline even the most active athletes. So we've got Dr. Charles Gatt on the phone, and uh, Dr. Gatt is an orthopedic surgeon. So I want you to tell me, what is an ACL?
0: Okay. So the ACL is the anterior cruciate ligament. It's um, one of the main ligaments in the knee, and ligaments are like ropes, and what they do is they control the position of one bone in relation to another. So for The the, with the primary job of the ACL is to prevent your shin bone or your tibia from sliding forward from underneath your thigh bone or your femur. It's um, a little bit of sliding. It prevents sliding forward but also controls rotation. So it's really the main stabilizer of the knee for twisting and pivoting activities, like if you play basketball or soccer or football uh, or dance or anything like that, where there involves a lot of rotation around the knee.
1: But, but it's injured so often, it seems that almost everybody seems to have these knee injuries, uh, and they need you to repair them. What causes the torn ACL?
0: Well, it's it's usually um, a sudden change in direction that's unexpected. So, for instance, if a soccer player is running down the field and thinks they're going to have to go to the left, and suddenly they have to change direction real quickly and go to the right, um, that they'll have a quick twist to their knee, and that's usually what causes the injury. It, you can see it in hyperextension injuries when skiers go over the tops of their skis. Everyone, a lot of people think of ACL tears as having, being caused by contact. In other words, like when a football player dives into another player's knee and that happens. But the majority of the injuries are actually non-contact, twisting-type injuries
1: all right so so let's say that uh, someone has a torn acl well first of all how how are they going to know it was a torn i mean is it just pain or is there a particular symptom oh
0: the the classic symptom is a pop so you know typically when i see athletes in my office they come into the office they're on crutches already because of the pain but i say well what happened and they say exactly what i just described this is out on the field and i was running down the field and i had to like make a quick twist and i felt a pop in my knee and i fell to the ground and that that pop is the classic um, symptom that they describe, and you know, as soon as they fall to the ground, they they try to get back up, and their knee feels unstable to them. It feels as if it's going to give out, and they they almost can never continue play. Um, you know, they're usually out of the game, um, and you know, a lot of luckily, uh, athletic trainers at high schools and at the college level are very well trained, and they they pretty much can even make the diagnosis on the sidelines as well. But it's. It's a very classic story. Usually by history alone, you can almost make the diagnosis.
1: My guest this evening is Dr. Charles Gatt. He is the chairman of orthopedic surgery at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School and at the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey, now an expanding hospital all over the state. There's a big merger, and we'll talk about that next week on this show. All right, so so let's say someone has this injury, and uh, now they're on crutches, they're, they've got all this pain, uh, they heard the pop, what do they do next? Who do they see?
0: Well, I think it's important to see a physician that specializes in sports medicine. And even in orthopedic surgery, we have our own subspecialties. I specialize in sports medicine. And there are primary care physicians who specialize in sports medicine, but especially if you're a young, active, athletic individual, most likely this injury is going to, you know, you're going to have to consider surgery as an option, your best bet is to see an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in sports medicine.
1: Okay, so now the uh, the person, whether it's a teenager or uh, one of these skiers or, or someone like me in the garden on the weekend, has uh, now seen you. <laughs> I've got pain. I heard that pop. What do you do first? What do you do for me?
0: Okay, so when you come to the office, I, I ask you to describe how you injured your knee, and, again, a lot of the times, by history alone, I can I can pretty much you know hone in on the diagnosis of ACL tear. Next, I would do a physical examination of the knee. The knee is usually swollen. Um, there's limited range of motion. But by um, trying to move the tibia forward, I can feel that the tibia moves more than the, or the shin bone, I should say, you know, so everyone understands it. Normally moves forward further than it normally should. So by examination, I can almost always make the diagnosis by physical examination. We'll take an X-ray just to make sure that there's been no fracture associated with the injury it's relatively uncommon but it's possible then the next step is usually to get an MRI of the knee and the reason we get an MRI is making the diagnosis of ACL tear on history and physical examination is is relatively easy to tell you the truth but there are other associated injuries and up to half the time there uh, there can be damage to the meniscus which is what people commonly refer to as torn cartilage but the meniscus is the rubbery shock absorber that fits between the, knee, the bones of the knee, and the, the tears of the meniscus have um, consequences in terms of how we make a decision how to treat the injury and also damage to the cartilage, which is the shiny covering on the ends of the bone. So the MRI helps us make that diagnosis, which is much more difficult uh, to make than without the MRI. We can't really do that very well without, uh, on physical examination alone.
1: Okay, so now we've, we've gone to you, I've gone to you, I, uh, I'm i in my crutch, I've got a, a a splint on because it hurts so much, and you tell me uh, maybe I need surgery. Is there any way to avoid surgery with this injury?
0: Sure, there is. I, if you're, um, you know, you can go to physical therapy, strengthen your, your thigh muscles, your quadriceps and your hamstrings and work on some balance training. The technical term for it is called proprioceptive training, but you can, you know, kind of stabilize your knee with physical therapy And generally decrease the stability, uh, decrease the instability to an extent. I think it real, what it really comes down to is what your activity level is. For instance, if you're a a Division I college athlete and you ask me, what are the chances I can play Division I college soccer without surgery? The chances are probably less than 15%. If you're a 60 year old skier who, you know, skis blue squares and doesn't, you know, bounce off the moguls, and you tear your ACLs odds are the chances of you needing surgery to return to your previous lifestyle is probably only about fifteen percent, so again, the tables are completely turned it's the you know the middle people that are the ones that we have to decide, and again, we really base that on their activity level, their desire to return to sports. Um, how important that is you know as a part of, I see so many you know women who like for these uh, so, these soccer leagues are such a major part of their life it's, it's something that they have to do. And you know the likelihood of them playing that level without having surgery is not particularly high, to tell you the truth. So, a lot of factors come into it, but activity level is definitely a main, uh, a main component of the equation.
1: Okay. So, so I'm 59. I've decided I I still want to try and compete in the Olympics. So I'm going to have the surgery. What are you, to, what are you going to do for me? What kind of surgery is available? All right. So the
0: surgery is called an ACL reconstruction. Um, a long time ago, they used to try to try to sew the ACL back together. That didn't work at all. You know, so now our techniques have really you know are, have been perfected to the point where the outcomes of surgery are very good. What we do is we reconstruct. It's an ACL reconstruction. So we use other tissue to rebuild the ACL. Now, in a person like you said, you know, if you're 59 years old and you want to go out for the Olympics, you probably would do very well with um, allograft tissue or donor donor tissue. That works really well if you're a high school or college athlete and you say look I I need to get back and play soccer or basketball then we use your own tissue and the, uh, the the two most common choices are a small portion of the patellar tendon the big tendon that goes from the kneecap down to the shin bone or two of the hamstring tendons everybody thinks of them in the back of the knee but they actually attach to the front of the shin bone and with a small incision I can take those tendons out there are other tendons that compensate for them when they're gone and um, we, we route those through the knee arthroscopically, so it's done with very small incisions. We drill tunnels into the bone and put the, the, the tendon graft into the tunnels where the old the ACL used to be. It grows into the body and becomes a new ACL, and the outcomes of surgery are excellent. People, you know, there's a 90 to 95% good to excellent result. People return to their previous level of sports, a very high satisfaction, it's a it's a great operation.
1: And that that is a great summary, and I really want to thank you for being my guest this evening, Dr. Charles Gatt, Chairman of the Orthopedic Surgery Department at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School and the University Hospital. Dr. Gatt, thanks so much. It's been wonderful speaking to you. I hope I never need your services on my knee. Thanks. Have a great evening.
0: You too. Have a nice night. Thank you very much for having
1: me. Okay. Oh, I'm happy to. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. There's more of the show. Stay tuned. 800-848-9222. We'll be back after these words. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Well, it's finally spring outside, and it's time for America's favorite pastime. No, not baseball liposuction. You might have heard about non invasive technologies that claim to take inches off of your waist, but in actuality, they seem to slim your wallet more than your belly. Liposuction is the tried and proven technique to reduce fat from your tummy, hips, thighs, or neck. I've been performing liposuction for over 30 years, and in most cases, you're back to work in just a few days and in a bathing suit in a few weeks. My offices are on 57th Street just off of 5th Avenue and in central New Jersey schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 that's 212-753-1820 check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com that's perryplasticsurgery.com and don't forget to listen to me dr arthur perry every saturday evening at 6 p.m right here on WABC.
3: Listen this weekend for a special episode of Living Better with Laura Smith. Bernard Crooks of Littman Crooks will be on the air this Saturday at 7 p.m. to help answer your questions regarding planning for you and your loved ones. Littman Crooks provides clients with peace of mind as leaders in elder law and special needs planning. Call Littman Crooks today at 212-584-9747. They'll be able to assist as you plan for yourself and your loved ones. Call 212-584-9747 or visit Littman Crooks Listen this Saturday at 7 p.m. for a special episode of Living Better with Laura Smith.
2: I have struggled with irritable bowel syndrome for 40 years. I mean, really struggled with it. And I want you to know that since I have been taking Balance of Nature, I don't have it anymore.
1: That but, I mean, after
2: 40 years, I'm 75 years old, and after 40 years of struggling with this, and, you know, early on taking all kinds of medication and this, that, and the other thing, back in October, I was able to cancel my appointment with a gastroenterologist. You know your products have made have made my life. They have improved the quality of my life so tremendously. I can't I can't be grateful enough. So I want, please thank you all, and please if you ever have a chance to please thank Dr. Howard. Good health is just a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Call now and take the health challenge to get a free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call one eight hundred two four six eight seven fifty one. That's one eight hundred two four six eight seven five one. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code WABC.
4: With deep sorrow and a heavy heart, I regretfully share the news of the premature passing of beloved doctor and WABC talk show host Richard Ash, MD. This is Rachel Ash. On Friday, December 25th, my husband, best friend, and love, Dr. Richard Ash, passed away tragically as a result of unexpected complications following a routine medical procedure. As we honor Dr. Ash over the next several weeks, I invite you to listen to the best of Sick and Tired of Being Sick and Tired Sunday afternoons from 3 to 5. For more information, call 212 758 3200 or log. Onto ashcenter.com.
0: Here's George Foreman with InventHelp.
1: Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies Who are interested in receiving new ideas? If you have an idea and want to try to
0: patent it and submit it to companies, you should call Invent Help today for free information.
1: Listen. I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put Invent Up in your corner.
3: To get your free inventor's information, call 1 800 358 7816.
0: That's 1 800 358 7816. Again, 1 800 358 7816. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry.
1: What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. And that was a great uh, interview with Dr. Charles Gatt. I'm happy to have him on the, uh, on the phone. The number, by the way, for Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, if you're interested in an appointment with Dr. Gatt or any of the other orthopedic surgeons there, 888-MDRWJUH. That's 888-MDRWJUH. They've got a great website. It's rwjuh.edu. That's rwjuh.edu, and you can learn all about this procedure or other procedures. Almost anything from podiatry to dentistry to cardiac surgery, and yes, even breast augmentations on that website. All right. So, how many of you ever ever heard of body dysmorphic disorder? Have you ever heard of that? It's one of those uh, those diagnoses that we talk a- about a lot in plastic surgery, but it doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, but what it is is uh, it's one of the most common psychiatric disorders that's found in cosmetic surgery patients. And it's, it's very interesting. These are people that are quite obsessed with their appearance. And the most common procedure that body dysmorphic patients, disorder patients, have is a body contouring procedure such as a tummy tuck or or liposuction. Now, when you're obsessed with something, it's very difficult to be happy afterwards, and that's a, that's one of the problems with body dysmorphic disorder. Uh, people who have that disorder tend to find a plastic surgeon sooner or later who's willing to operate on them, and then they have a procedure and. They're usually not happy. And this is not just me talking. This is uh, science. There was a uh, a paper in Aesthetic Surgery Journal, which is one of the big uh, journals in, uh, in plastic surgery, and it was a study that was done in Brazil, and it's interesting that the, the problems with body dysmorphic disorder, uh, cross-cultural and, um, and all sorts of lines, uh, you know, economic lines and cultural lines and, and uh, racial lines, it doesn't make a difference uh, who you are or what country or, or what your background is. It's still a psychiatric disorder that so many people have now um, in Brazil. This was fascinating to me. 57% of people who wanted tummy tucks who went to this group of plastic surgeons were diagnosed as having body dysmorphic disorder. 57%. That's enormous. It's huge, as Trump would say. It's huge. I mean, it really is. It's much higher than I would have uh, would would have guessed. Now, you know, maybe it is a little higher in, the, in Brazil. Uh, the papers published in the United States have traditionally been between five and 15% of people have had body dysmorphic disorder. Now, so you, you say, well, what difference does it make? What difference does it make to you as a patient? Well, it's actually very important to have this diagnosed. And the way we diagnose this, sometimes it's obvious for a plastic surgeon. Uh, because people have come in, they've come into my office, and they've had multiple procedures by many different plastic surgeons. You know, they've got pages and pages of medical history that they've talked about, and they're still unhappy with their nose or still unhappy with their tummy or still unhappy with their breasts over and over and over. And, And those patients whose life becomes their surgery, are a little bit easier to diagnose. There are some people that are kind of mid-level. They don't, their symptoms are not quite as, uh, as pronounced, and those are uh, more difficult patients. Sometimes we'll send them to a psychiatrist, and I tell people this is not a punitive thing. It's for your protection because, as it turns out, if you do have body dysmorphic disorder, um, the chance of you being happy with surgery is very low. And, in fact, probably only about 15% of people who have body dysmorphic disorder, who have any type of cosmetic surgery, are happy. So that's really very important for patients to know and for the plastic surgeon to know. From your perspective as a patient, the last thing you want to do is risk your health for a procedure that's not going to solve your problem. Uh, You know, I always say... You have a guy like Harrison Ford. Take a look at him. He's a rugged-looking guy. He's got a big scar on his chin. I could fix that in half an hour, Harrison. If you're listening, make an appointment with me. But but if you look at his scar, you know Harrison doesn't care about that scar. It doesn't affect him. Why does that scar not bother Harrison Ford? Why do uh, certain actresses and actors in Hollywood have what you might consider to be an objectionable feature, but they don't? They're not concerned with this. Uh, but you might look at them and say, "You know you should really have that uh, that changed you know it 's all up to uh, your psychiatric and psychological makeup so if you 're obsessed with a particular problem um, that 's not necessarily a good thing and it 's up to the plastic surgeon to identify patients that have this uh, syndrome body dysmorphic disorder uh, certainly, if they 're operated on if you 're operated on, you have this disorder." Um, you're unlikely to be fixed. You're unlikely to have a more attractive nose as far as you're concerned or a better belly. So, you know, why would we do a tummy tuck and you not be happy? Well, you know, we would trade the hanging skin and the, the uh, stretch marks on your belly and the extra fat for a long scar that goes from hip to hip. Um, we have a scar around your belly button. Uh, we're not going to get rid of all the fat of your belly. We're going to get rid of a lot of it. You're going to look better but not perfect, you know, and that's what I tell my patients. Uh, you know, it's nice to strive for 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 perfection but the truth of cosmetic surgery is that most people are improved they're better but they're not going to be perfect we're not going to make you look like angelina jolie in one operation or even in five and and sometimes people do have you know that in mind with their body dysmorphic disorder they want to look like a celebrity you know i actually did a tv show a couple years ago on this exact topic and we had a bunch of people that want to look like other celebrities, and they spent upwards of tens, twenties, hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to look like other people, and none of them were happy. It turns out that there's a suicide rate amongst people who have this disorder because eventually they realize they're not going to achieve their goals. The answer is not surgery. The answer with body dysmorphic surgery uh, disorder is not surgery. It's going to see a counselor, whether it's a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and working out the issues, and it really is very, very important because, you know, surgery is a wonderful thing. Uh, it can certainly help you in so many ways, but it's not the, uh, the answer in all situations, particularly if you have that syndrome called body dysmorphic disorder. This is What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. And I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon. The phone number here at WABC is 800-848-9222. And by the way, at the beginning of the show, I talked about my daytime. Uh, The reason I'm talking about daytime a lot, daytime is the morning skin protector. It's the SPF 20, but it actually measures uh, 23 for those of you who are sticklers with this. And it has 5% niacin in it. And niacin is vitamin B3. It strengthens your skin. How does it strengthen your skin? It doesn't physically strengthen it. You know, you can't, uh, you know, cut through it any uh, more difficultly. Is that a word? I don't think so. Uh, It's not more difficult to cut through it. That's better diction there. Uh, However, what it does is it strengthens what's called the barrier function of the skin, which is a very complex thing, but basically when you think of the barrier function of the skin, it's something that keeps the bad things out and the good things in. So it keeps the chemicals and uh and soap and toxins and things like that that we are assaulted with in everyday life out of your body if you have a good strong barrier and it keeps the good things you know the important chemicals in your body in Um, And uh, a good, strong barrier is aided by not having harsh soaps, not having harmful chemicals, and also using something with vitamin B3, niacin, and that's what my daytime has in it. And a lot of people just don't understand that. They think the daytime, it's simply a sunscreen, and I don't need a sunscreen. I don't go out in the sun. It turns out that everybody does, everybody, no matter what your skin color is. It's very important to use a sunscreen uh, because the cumulative cumulative Uh, Effects of ultraviolet light cause aging of your skin prematurely and skin cancer. So if you use a sunscreen, you are less likely to have those things happen. Of course, you're going to follow your genetic destiny, but you won't go faster than your genetic destiny. I saw someone in my office last week who was 27 years old who had wrinkles and brown splotchy pigmentation. She spent every day in the sun at the beach uh, in the... um, You know, from about May to uh, end of September, every day possible. And her skin, I told her, it's 10 years ahead of itself, 10 years ahead. She shouldn't be getting wrinkles until, you know, the end of the 30s, not the end of the 20s. So uh, it's very important. Daytime, if you uh, purchase daytime this week, this weekend, and use the April code, that's April, April. Uh, you'll get 20% off your entire order with all the products that I have. So it has to have daytime in it. It's either an individual bottle of daytime or my complete or basic kit. The uh, complete kit has a bottle of nighttime, a bar of soap called Clean Time, and Soft Time, which is the moisturizer. That's the complete kit. The basic kit eliminates the moisturizer, which, by the way, you don't need. How's that? Can you believe I just said that? We have and we market moisturizers, but... Women, you don't need a moisturizer. I've been saying that for years. You just don't. Most women don't need moisturizer. If you're 75 years old, you can use it. You know, your hands, your legs, yes, but on your face, you probably don't. Why don't I? Why do I have a moisturizer? Because I have to tell you, and this is true, my wife is listening to the broadcast, she would not give up her moisturizer. You've heard this in commercials for the other companies to work with, but it's really true. My wife insisted on using a moisturizer, and if the wife of a plastic surgeon who says, don't use a moisturizer, still uses a moisturizer, I figured I better make one that's really good. Well, this is Dr. Arthur Perry, 848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Give me a call. I'll be right back.
4: Robert Wood Johnson Health System has a new way to stay connected to you.
3: Your wrist bone's connected to your x-ray. Your x-ray is connected to your orthopedist.
4: Introducing RWJ Health Connect, a convenient online portal to quickly access and manage your health records, schedule appointments, view test results, and more.
3: Your orthopedist is connected to the OR. The OR is connected to your blood work.
4: With RWJ Health Connect, your electronic medical records are accessible 24-7 from your phone, tablet, or computer.
3: Your blood work's connected to your family doctor. Your family doctor is connected to the Robert Wood Johnson Health System.
4: RWJ Health Connect keeps your information confidential so that you're securely connected to all hospitals and participating doctors.
3: And RWJ is connected to you.
4: Visit RWJConnect.com to register online for RWJ Health Connect. Better access for better health.
0: Congratulations to all who took the Balance of Nature New Year's challenge. Success stories are pouring in. So many people have been helped through this incentive that I have asked Balance of Nature to continue this challenge for as long as possible.
3: I'll tell you what, this stuff is great. I really, I haven't gotten sick. Everybody around me is coming down with that laryngitis and it seems like it's all over the country. It's like a respiratory tract infection and people lose Mm -hmm. their voice then it goes away and then it comes back like two weeks later and it's worse i teach in a school half the teachers here you know are sick you know they're they're miserable and uh i haven't gotten sick and i swear it's this stuff it's it's this fruits and veggies i'm taking
2: good health is just a phone call away what are you waiting for call now and take the health challenge to get a free month's supply of balance of nature call 1-800-2468-751 that's 1-800-2468-751 Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code WABC.
1: If you're over 30 and you really don't take care of your skin, you're in for a big surprise. Wrinkles, brown splotches, and rough skin are just around the corner. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a one-step solution called Nighttime because I know that even celebrities won't stick to a complex program. Just massage in Nighttime, and you'll notice smoother skin by morning. Keep on using it, and the appearance of wrinkles lessen. In a study, my skincare program reduced the appearance of wrinkles 21% in three months, and the signs of aging were reduced by over 50% in six months. My skincare is real, it's honest, and it's simple. And right now, WABC listeners can save $15 on a bottle of Nighttime. Use the 77 code on drperrys.com, and Nighttime is yours for $50. That's D R P E R R Y S dot com or call 844 Dr. Perry. That's 844 D R P E R R Y. You're listening to What's, What's your, wrinkle?
0: your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's, What's your, your wrinkle?
1: And what is your wrinkle? This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm the board certified plastic surgeon with the radio show on WABC. Been on the air for 10 and a half years every Saturday evening. And uh, I love doing radio almost as much as I like operating or... You know, uh, every plastic surgeon, the most calm time of their week is when they're in the operating room. A lot of you, as uh, as p- potential patients or consumers, would think, wow, that's got to be a very stressful, intense time. It's actually, if you look at the blood pressure and uh, heart rate of a, of a plastic surgeon or any surgeon, it's probably the lowest of the week when they're in the operating room. You know, we just love what we do, and that's why we go into surgery. And uh, it is a creative thing in plastic surgery. It's a technical skill uh, and uh, just a great feel. I'm so happy to be in it. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number here at WABC is 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. So have you heard of the vampire facelift? You know, they've advertised this one uh, for a couple of years now. What is a vampire facelift? Well, that's a, a it's a so-called facelift where... Um, they take some of your blood first. So they draw some of your blood, and they process it, and they create something called platelet-rich plasma. And then they inject it back into you. I say they because I don't do this procedure, and I'll explain why. It's injected back into you for all sorts of reasons. Either it's injected as wrinkle filler, for instance, instead of using Restylane or, or Juvederm, um, or it's injected in a facelift or it's injected along with fat grafting and uh, it adds considerable time to the procedure and considerable expense on your part to the procedure so you would expect that it would do a lot for you right uh, i would i would think so if it's uh one of these procedures that's fda approved well you know it it turns out that there's not a lot of science to this and there was a paper that was just published and when this material was injected, this platelet-rich plasma was injected, and it's your own, by the way. It's not anybody else's. It's taken from you. It's processed while you're in the operating room. And, uh, you know, they do some things. They centrifuge it. I won't bore you with the details. But we create this, uh, this platelet-rich plasma, the blood portion. The red blood cells are taken out. And this is injected back in after facelift or during a facelift or maybe with fat grafting. So is it better? Well, turns out in the Aesthetic Surgery Journal, the journal that uh, I live by, uh, it causes more inflammation in these procedures. It actually causes more inflammation. There's no benefit to it, it turns out. You don't look any better. There's no visible benefit. But if you look at the tissue under the microscope, there's more inflammation. And when there's more inflammation, that's not a good thing. Uh, Everything we do in plastic surgery... Uh, and in skincare, we're trying to reduce inflammation because inflammation is an aging type of event. We don't want you to uh, to have more inflammation. So the conclusion of this story, that uh, uh, rather this paper that was published in the Aesthetic Surgery Journal, was that it's uh, not something we should be doing. How's that? So those of you who have had the vampire facelift, um, okay, you know, it's not bad for you. Those of you who are thinking of having the vampire facelift, Uh, you should think uh, twice and ask the doctor who's doing it. You know, did they read that paper that was just published? Uh, You know, I read all the literature in plastic surgery, and I try and make my decisions based on science, uh, not what's on uh, Good Morning America, you know, tomorrow morning. All right, this is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? here on WABC, now an hour show. We used to be a half an hour. I begged them for an hour. They finally gave me an hour. Uh, so uh, here we are talking about chin implants now. Chin implants are one of those great bang for your buck procedures in plastic surgery. You know, I talk about this every few months. I, I give my list of the greatest bang for your buck procedures in plastic surgery things like mole removal. Great bang for your buck procedure. In a half an hour, you can look like a different person much, much better. You're used to your moles, but everybody else, you know, looks at your mole and says, you know, why do not you have that thing taken off? Marilyn Monroe penciled it in. I don't think it was so beautiful. So that's an example of a great bang for your buck procedure, a procedure that uh, doesn't cost an awful lot of money but has a big impact. Another one of those procedures is the chin implant. Now, chin implants have been around for a long time. I remember... I really begin to to feel old when I uh, tell stories like this, but way back in the 1970s when I was a medical student up at Albany Medical College, I remember they didn 't have commercially available chin implants, so they took blocks of silicone rubber and you can buy this stuff it 's uh, medical grade it 's not the stuff we 're using on airplanes, uh, but you uh, you buy these uh, sheets of and blocks of uh, silicone rubber, and we used to have to carve out the implants. Specifically for each patient. Somewhere around the late 1970s, uh, companies started making commercial chin implants out of silicone rubber. Uh, it's gone through a bunch of different uh, changes. You know, there were these gel-filled ones, which were a disaster. Not a good idea. They were like breast implants; they could leak. We didn't want that, and they were not good implants. They were back in the 1980s, and then they had these um, these uh, these uh, implants that were like a, a Teflon material and uh, those were not so good either. They had Gore-Tex implants, those were not too good. I took a lot of those out from people who had them uh, put in by other other doctors. Uh, But the ones that have stood the test of time are the silicone rubber implants. And uh, the difference between a small chin and a big chin or a normal size chin is uh, is quite significant both in in your appearance and also how people view you and how people view themselves. So if you look at psychological studies and they show pictures of people with a weak chin, you know, a small chin, which we call microgenia, and uh, pictures of people who've got average-sized chins or big chins, the people with the bigger chins... Tend to uh, have higher scores in terms of uh, affability and leadership quality. Not that they have those things, but people think they have those. So so those uh, attributes are given to people with with bigger chins and smaller chins are considered, you know, weak chins and they're called weak chins. They're not called small chins. So so what do we do about that? It's one of the simplest things we can do in plastic surgery and it can be done under local anesthesia or local anesthesia with a little bit of sedation. And we make an incision under your chin. We used to go in through the mouth. Some people still do, but there is a higher infection rate if we do that. And there's a There's um, a a kind of funny motion that you get with your lower lip when we cut through the muscles of the lower lip. So that's why we like to go in through the skin underneath your chin. It's a better operation. It's the way I prefer to do it. We take these silicone rubber implants and we put them right on the bone. And and, uh, it takes about really a half an hour sometimes less, sometimes a little bit more. We put those in. We don't have to sew them in. We make a little tiny pocket. A pocket is a place that we put it. And we put some stitches in the skin, and voila, there you are. Uh, It makes such a big impact in your appearance for a, a relatively minor procedure. The complications... Are very low. There's always that small chance of uh, getting the nerve on the chin, but you know that's a very low chance of that. There's always a small chance of it shifting position or something. These are relatively minor things that can be corrected. Um, now. When we assess the nose for a rhinoplasty—that's a, a nose reshaping—we always need to look at the chin because there's a balance between the nose and the chin. So, if you take a picture of yourself, or you look at your mate—you know, hopefully, you're not driving when you do this—if you look at the person's profile, you want to look at the nose and look at the upper lip and look at the chin, and look at the ratio, the uh, the relationship rather of the chin with the nose. And there's a correct relationship, and, you know, I can't explain it to you over the radio, but we can certainly show you photographs of what looks good. And you know, because you don't need me to tell you what looks good and what doesn't look good. Everybody knows uh, the people that look good happen to be in on TV and in magazines as models, and that's who society considers to be aesthetically nice or perfect or beautiful uh, and uh, Those of us who stand behind uh, the radio microphone, well, you know, (laughs) what can I say? Uh, But seriously, the chin implant is one of those procedures that uh, can balance your nose because uh, a large nose will look even larger if you have a small chin. So if we put a chin implant in during the rhinoplasty, uh, then we often will not have to reduce the size of the nose as much to give an aesthetically nice, appearance to your profile. Uh, So when people come in and say they want to discuss rhinoplasty with me, part of the discussion is their chin. Now, that's different from other procedures in plastic surgery. So if you come in for rhinoplasty and the plastic surgeon starts talking about your breast size, I consider that, and most people consider that to be unethical. We're not here to sell you procedures, procedures that are unrelated to your complaint, on the other hand, if you come in and talk about your nose and have a small chin and the plastic surgeon does not assess your chin and discuss your chin, that's equally as wrong because you know, you might not realize that part of the real reason you think you have a large nose is because you have a small chin. So a chin implant, very, very safe procedure, very common procedure. If it's done with a rhinoplasty, we usually do that under general anesthesia. Uh, and it adds you know, no more than a half an hour to the procedure and sometimes a lot less. Uh, we usually put relatively small implants in, uh, but they're sized out before surgery. And if you have a really small chin, we put a bigger implant in. It's, it's quite uh, simple and straightforward. We can even widen your jaw. We can lengthen the jaw. There are all sorts of custom implants now. Uh, sometimes we do have to make cuts in the bone, but usually we don't do that. Usually we don't do that. It's much simpler to just go ahead and put a silicone implant. And boy, this show goes so quickly. When Mike plays that music, he also gets a hook in his hand, and he gets ready to yank me right out of the studio. Thanks so much for great engineering, folks. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon. Uh, give me a call during the week, 732-422-9600 in New Jersey, 212-753-1820 in the Manhattan office on 5th Avenue and 57th Street. Sa- thanks so much. We'll see everybody next week. This
3: program was sponsored by Dr. Perry's Skin Industries, LLC. The views expressed by the preceding program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinions of 77WABC or Cumulus Media.